Kia ora, good evening everybody, how are we doing? So glad to be with you, let's make some adjustments over there, that might make things a little bit better for everyone. Welcome into another edition of Wednesday Night with Nige, I hope that uh, Level 4 is treating you well, if you are a uh, Rolling Stones fan, um, as a lot of us are, let's be honest, I mean one of the great iconic rock bands of all time, bit of a sad day. Um, but I just hope everyone's doing well, it's a challenging time I think for, for everybody, um, and we think obviously you know it's, it's tougher for those people that have got the outbreak where they live Auckland you know Wellington uh, obviously some areas are concerned there but definitely for for Auckland so you know look I just hope everyone's fine remember if you're not fine it's okay to feel that way there are services please reach out don't feel you're alone even at a time where obviously it can be very very lonely please make sure that uh, you reach out to a friend or Reach out to a stranger, reach out to some of the great services that are in place and have been put in place because of the impact of this awful thing that floats around the world at the moment. But please, you're not alone. And for the next however long, you're with me, you're with everyone else, and you are not alone. Enjoy. Let's talk some sport, everybody. Let's get stuck into it. Wednesday night with Nigel. Righty-ho. Lots of questions regarding rugby, unsurprisingly. Um, I have also thrown up on the page, don't know how you get to it, but it said I could do a poll. So I threw a poll up there somewhere. Hopefully you can get at that there. Fingers crossed. Um, I thought I've created a poll. Poll is up there. Oh, yeah. Saying that it's not published, I wouldn't have a clue what I meant to do. If you know what I meant to do with the poll, please let me know. I'd be very much appreciative of it. I've created it. I basically want to know who you think should be the captain for the All Blacks in the absence of one uh, Samuel Whitelock. Uh, we've got a few questions with regards to that, which I will go through. Uh, but your thoughts as well. If you do know how I meant to do that, let me know. I'll try and pump the, uh, get the uh, poll up and going. Right, here we go. From Brendan, from David, from Zippy, all asking pretty much the same question. Your take on Ian Foster's reappointment as All Black coach to the end of 2023 Rugby World Cup. Was it the right call, or should NZR have waited till the season ends? From Brendan, from David, just thoughts on Fozzie's reappointment. I've been a lot of uh, Crusader supporters are in the fetal position right now, and from me, old mate Zippy over there in Brisbane. Interesting to see that Foster's contract got extended when the All Blacks haven't been performing at their best since his appointment. What are your thoughts on this? So, uh, overall, I'm not surprised that they have extended Ian's contract. He has been coaching the All Blacks during the most turbulent time in the world's history and his job and the tournaments that the All Blacks play in and the trips they would normally take have been massively affected. I'm not surprised to see him sign through to 2023. I don't believe even if he goes and wins the Rugby World Cup I'll be stunned if he is signed beyond that. Um, he has done a pretty good job when you consider all of the circumstances that have been thrown at him. That said, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to repeat what I said when the appointment process was taking place and when the appointment process was done. Whoever was appointed the All Black coach, the All Blacks were getting a good coach. I've been lucky enough to see Ian Foster close up, coaching over his time with the Chiefs and as an assistant coach with the All Blacks. I believe he is a good coach. I have not had that same opportunity with Scott Robertson, but it is clear to all and sundry that that man knows how to coach rugby teams as well. So I don't believe that whatever decision was made post the 2019 Rugby World Cup, that the All Blacks were going to get a bad coach. My debate has always been with regards to the process. I've, I've said that before. I just think they should have just said, hey, Fozzie, the job's yours, or Scott, the job's yours, and let them get the coaching team they want. I believe it co cost Ian Foster the best possible team that he wanted as a result of that there. So was it the right call? I'm kind of thinking it was probably the only call. And part of that was, I think, back to when they reannounced uh, Scott Robinson's deal and Scott going through to 2024. And the delay with regards to Scott re-signing was, and, and I believe it was one of the quotes in the article, I think I saw it on Stuff, hope I'm uh, given the right attribution there, where he said, you know, we just there was just some stuff around the wording, should the All Blacks job become available? So uh, I don't have an issue with it. 
I think he's been in a tough spot in Foster. But in terms of results, still has the rugby championship, still has the Bledisloe Cup. Yes, he's got that loss to Argentina, and that's a big black cross on the CV. You can't deny that there. Uh, but it's been very hard, I think, to really get the uh, the continuity and really bed things in when things are being so herky-jerky. So I can understand to a degree why they've reappointed him. This, though, I do want to state here right now very, very clearly. Whoever New Zealand rugby want to coach beyond 2024, I want that person appointed in the first three months of 2023. So if Ian Foster is not going to be the coach beyond it, and, and I believe that is probably the course of what will happen, I want them to announce who they have appointed. So as in they need to be negotiating with that person to make sure that when everything is said and done, that that is announced. We're not doing this, oh, we're going to open it up for applications. We've got 26 people all around the world to be all black coaches when we knew in 2019 that there was only two. It was Scott Robinson and Ian Foster, the only two people who actually really said they wanted the damn job. Okay? So what I, I want out of this is uh, the, the reappointment side of it, I guess, is probably inconsequential to me. Because, as I said, I repeat, if they had Scott Robinson, they had Ian Foster, they were getting a very, very good coach. And they got good coach, they would have had good coaching staffs. But if they had made the appointment earlier, they would have had a great coaching staff. And so what I want is for New Zealand Rugby to learn a lesson, not make the same mistake. If they do not want Ian Foster for 2024 and beyond, if they want Scott Robertson from 2024 onwards, that announcement needs to be made earlier the better. In 2023, the year of the Rugby World Cup, make that announcement don't say, I'm going to go out to the market and see who's floating around, or if we want Warren Gatlin, go shoulder tap him, or if we want Jamie Joseph, go shoulder tap him. Don't sit, don't wait. Just make the decision. Do what professional sporting organisations do. Identify the person that they want to be their coach and go out and start negotiating with them and get the deal done. Okay? Don't do what has been done since time immemorial. It is the 21st century. Time to roll with it. Um, I congratulate Ian on his reappointment. I know he works very, very hard, very diligent. I know his coaching staff works very diligent. I'm sure Scott Robinson and the coaching staff he would have brought in would have done exactly the same. So for me, getting the extension, I think it was always going to be the case when you consider everything that has gone on. But my focus is more what happens with the next appointment beyond the Rugby World Cup. They cannot wait to see what happens at the Rugby World Cup. Okay, France. France took their next head coach to the Rugby World Cup in 2019 as an assistant. And they have flowed on beautifully. Now, they've obviously had some really good success at under-20s level as well, but they have flowed on really nicely, France. Okay? We have seen, I think Scotland did the same thing. Um, so, you know, Australia were talking to Dave Rennie, you know, nine months before the Rugby World Cup. Scott Johnson had Dave Rennie lined up. That's what needs to be done. Thank you very much for those questions, all of you there. So, uh, Carlin now. Hey, Nigel. Thoughts on the proposed Super Rugby format? Don't like eight teams being able to make the playoff in a 12-team comp, but hey, at least New Zealand Rugby and Rugby Australia seem to be agreeing on something. Uh, also, uh, Kyron as well. He wants to uh, get my thoughts as well on that new Super Rugby format. So, each team plays each other once. Love that. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise Jesus. I don't mind quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Now, I, I agree with you, Carlin. Being in the top eight of a 12-team competition and qualifying for the playoffs, laughable to me. This is the reason why, though, I don't mind quarterfinals, finals, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals for Super Rugby. What's the thing, Carlin, you have to do to win a Rugby World Cup? You've got to win a quarterfinal. You've got to win a semifinal. You've got to win a final. You've got to win three sudden death matches. Bang, bang, bang. That's why I like it. I don't want to see it at NPC level. I want to see it at Super Rugby level, though. 
because it replicates what needs to be done to win the ultimate prize. Okay, so I like this. I think it's good from a... Man, my glasses are wonky as tonight. Um, from a New Zealand... Uh, from a uh, high-performance point of view. Okay, so I don't have an issue with that. Um, in the past, I would have been like you. Eight teams out of 12, man. Oh, give me a break. Really? Really? Um, no second chances. That, that's what I like about it. You read it. One's going to play eight, two going to play seven, three, six, four, five, win, advance, lose, sayonara. I, I, don't, I don't mind it. Okay, so I'm actually, I like the fact that everyone plays each other once, home and away, assuming we can get things to a point where we can actually travel without concern in between the countries. And I don't mind quarterfinal, semifinal, final because of what it mirrors with regards to the Rugby World Cup. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm comfortable with that there. So continuing on now with Kyron, because that was the first one of Kyron's questions. With Aaron Smith likely to miss the first two games in Australia, do you think the All Blacks will start TJ from the get-go, or is Weber likely to get the start due to his more recent match fitness? Kyron, my feeling would be you start Brad Weber because he is the most like Aaron Smith. So that is what I would be looking to do. You start the person who is most like the guy that you're replacing. And so from my point of view, um, I am replacing with Brad Weber. Yep, TJ's got the experience. Um, he is just getting back into it. He's only had a, a couple of cracks. Uh, we know his quality, though. We know that he's ready, and he does provide leadership. But so does Brad Weber. Brad Weber has captained the Chiefs. Um, pretty much, well, I wouldn't say solo, but for the most part, um, had obviously some good support around him. So I start Brad Weber uh, with TJ still coming off the bench. That is what I'd like to see. Uh, third one from Kyron. Man, you really filled your boots, didn't you, eh? Really filled your boots. With quarantine and travel uh, last year associated with playing in Australia, based on a few rounds of NPC, who do you think is deserving of a call-up to the wider all-black squad? Honestly, Kate, no one. Uh, it's just too small a sample size. Um, I'm trying to think of people who have uh, been what I expect them to be. Duplessy Karefi, maybe if an, an open side flanker or a loose forward went down. Um, I think I thought Dupes has been playing really well. Should never have been taken off in the 10th minute of the second half in that game against Waikato. I thought that was a poor mistake by Coach Leo Crowley. May have mentioned that before. Um, don't mind what um, young Umaga Jensen's been doing for Wellington either. Again, with that previous experience too. Gee, aside from that, um, I was trying to think of halfbacks and maybe someone like that. Yeah, really small sample size and no one really jumps out. No one really jumps out. Now, please take these comments here with a grain of salt because uh, I have been mainly more focused on the Farah Palmer Cup because that's what I've called more games of for, for Sky this year. Um, and with, when you're doing that, you, you're playing, you, you're doing that with travel and that sort of thing, you're not getting to see as much of the other games as, as maybe you would like. Um, but what I have seen of the NPC, we've seen some good play, but I just don't see anyone who just goes right after two games, then goes, yep, screams, pick me. Pick me, I've got to go. Um, you know, I'd be looking at halfbacks. Um, you guys know I like Xavier Rose game. I don't think Xavier's really sort of been at the level that we know him to be. I actually think he's been outplayed a little bit by Cortez Ratama. Um, so, yeah, no one really sort of jumps out at me, to be quite honest. But it's such a small sample size. And, yeah, just really hard to, really hard to get a gauge. Really hard to get a gauge, mate. Uh, with Smith and Whitelock not travelling for the first two games, is Cody Taylor the incumbent captain? You would think so, based on, okay, right. Who are the players who are automatic positions, automatic starters in their position? Cody Taylor at the moment is the best hooker. The other guy is Adi Savia. Whether you play him at 6, 7 or 8, he's in your loose forward combination. In terms of other people who have captain at super rugby level, we know Brad Weber has probably hasn't had enough time in the All Blacks environment as a senior player. We know that Bowden Barrett has captained the All Blacks. And with no Moanga going over, you would expect him to start. But whether they want to put that on him, 
we know David Harvey has captained Tasman and, and done an all right job. But again, if you look at players who have left, oh, Dane Coles is the uh, is the other obvious one. So I could see co-captaincy. I could see them saying uh, Cody Taylor and Dane Coles are going to be co-captains of this team because it makes sense. If Dane plays, if fit enough to play and go, Cody starts, Dane comes on. Perfect. Um, that, that would be one way I would look at. Artie, first year as captain at super rugby level, you can still, I think to a degree, he's still trying to find what his captaincy style is. Yes, he will lead from the front. He, front, he will lead with his actions. I listened to him a bit during Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, Super Rugby, uh, when he was playing. I thought his communication was okay, but he's still learning what, what the boundaries are, um, how far he can push it. But again, I think he would be a key component of any leadership group. I think Cody Taylor, as sole captain with Dane Coles, taking over when he comes on if those two guys are in the same team. Otherwise, Cody Taylor. And then you know, you've got a guy like TJ Perinata. If he comes off the bench again, he's another one who's got a lot of captaincy experience. Um, but I would think Cody initially for mine. Dane, if Cody comes off and Dane comes on, Dane then assumes the captaincy. Uh, but again, you know, if Dane comes on with TJ, again, you've got two guys that have captained together. Um, so that, that's how I would look at it. I, I think just if you want a sole captain, it's Cody Taylor. If you want a co-captaincy, it's Cody and Dane. I tried to get a poll going. Have I got the poll going? Is it up? Have I published the poll? What do I have to do here? Bum, bum, bum. Have I published the poll? Poll, create a poll, not publish. Why can't I publish it? Activate poll. Oh, that's how you do it. It's active. So I put a poll up. Okay, there we go. Just done that. Hey, even surprised myself. Crikey. So it's up there right now. In the absence of Whitelock, who's your captain of the All Blacks in the opening games of the Rugby Championship? Dane Coles. Uh, sorry, Cody Taylor, Dane Coles, Artie Savia, Brad Weber are the four options. I wanted to put, I should have actually, I would have gone with the co-captaincy one as well if I could have put that out there, but I'm still working on the stuff. That's all cool. Learn something new every day. It's a good day when you learn something new every day. Um, and finally from Kyron, I told you, dude was absolutely filling his boots. Oh, now it's even popped up on the screen. How cool is that? That's rad. Interesting. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, learning as we go here, people. Uh, number five, lots of transfers already in Netball's ANZ Premiership. Thank you, Kyron. Bit diverse. like that. Rate that highly. Do you think the favourites will remain the same for next season? Look, I really enjoyed the ANZ Premiership this year. I thought it was quite even when you look at the number of games. There weren't any real massive blowouts. Um, I think the likes of... Um, I think that northern side again is getting strong. Um, uh, the Mystics, I should say, uh, they, they, they will remain strong. Um, Mystics look like they're strengthening as well. Magic definitely have made a, a few few nice moves there. I am concerned, though, about the loss of Grace Carter from the Magic. Um, but I think, I actually think, the, the moves I've seen so far, I think the one that's really going to struggle a little bit is the Pulse. Um, I think, you know, losing Ekanasio, losing Katrina, I think that's huge. Uh, so I think it, I think they'll still be reasonably, the, the team again that just continues to cruise along, Steel will be an interesting one and just watch whatever moves if any of the tactics make. Um, but I think it's going to be another really good comp. I, I, because it was so even, like I mean, I commentated Magic games where they were pushing these teams and then just let themselves down slightly. So really even comp. I'm, I'm looking forward to it myself. Um, I think the favourites will be the same heading in too, but there's going to be a lot of focus. You know, I think people will look at the Magic slightly differently now as well with who they have bought on. Um, so I think the Stars again will be another team that we, we know what they're capable of. Have they bought in players that are able to sort of push them up? I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun comp. Always going to be a fun comp. Thank you very much, Kyron. Got your money's worth, son. Uh, from Charlie. Thoughts on the news. Oh, a bit of football here. Thoughts on the news around Mbappe and Ronaldo's potential transfers. How do they affect the Champions League odds? If Mbappe leaves PSG for Real, it might maybe see a bit of a drop in the odds for Real. Not by much. I don't think it'll impact PSG because they signed this bloke called Messi. Um, by the way, apparently they're still well off. I think they're going to have to go to at least north of 200 
uh, 200 mil by the sound of it, is some of the reports I was reading today. Re Ronaldo to Man City. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. I'd be happy if Man City signed Ronaldo because it means maybe they won't sign my beloved Harry Kane. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to see Ronaldo go there. Just for the reaction from the, from the United fans if Ronaldo went to City. Oh, my Lord. Again, that would impact their odds. I think that would have quite a significant impact with regards to odds if you're looking at it from, from the, the betting side of things. Um, but, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating to watch that play out. What are we? 25th, six days to try and make something work. Harry Kane still supposedly in the sights of Man City, Man United. Uh, we'll see what happens there. There was some tenu- I read some article, some tenuous link to him at P- going to PSG as well. Why would you bother? Um, obviously money helps, but you want to play, don't you? You want to play. Uh, who do you think will stand up and surprise in the Black Caps' upcoming series against Bangladesh? Definitely good uh, competition for lower order all-rounder spots and limited overs teams moving forward. The, the, the person that I was thinking would stand up, not really surprised because we know what a talent is, is Finn Allen, and obviously we've got the news now that he has um, tested positive for COVID, so we will not get to see him. I think there are... A number of players in the squad who have all got the potential and the opportunity. I don't know if it would be a surprise though if I saw them play well. And this comes back to what we are seeing post the World Test Championship. By the way, uh, big thumbs up Sky Sport for replaying that. Hilarious watching the social media uh, with regards to those people. Particularly me old mates who have come back from the Olympics in MIQ. Yes, Guy Havelt, I am looking at you old son. Um, But yeah, I just think there's so much depth now. I, I really think... I thought we had good depth, and when you saw these squads' names, like man, yeah, New Zealand's got New Zealand means cricket has got really good depth now. Um, so, Finn Allen was the one I was really looking forward to, just to see whether he can continue and become the player which I think a lot of people believe he will become because he's he's pretty darn impressive. Mm. Excuse me, I don't know if I meant to leave that uh, poll up there. Or I'm seeing it on my screen. I don't know about you. I'm just going to leave it there. It's better looking at the poll than me, that's for sure. Uh, three from Charlie. It's becoming more common for footballers to simply run their contracts down and then move via free transfers, as has happened in this window with almost all of PSG's signings. What do you make of this growing trend? Well, it's an interesting one because obviously if you do that, it means there's no... Tra- correct me if I'm wrong, is there a transfer fee involved here? I'm not 100% au fait with the mechanics of Transfer, I always thought, you know, if you were going to transfer someone, you pay the fee. Free transfer, it means that money stays there and that's an opportunity for you to pay those players more. Um, so I would thought if you were trying to maximise your bucks, if you can go for a free transfer, that would save money for the organisation that you are going to, that they would spend that on you. Now, if I've got that wrong, I apologise. As I say, the, the, I, I'm not really sure of the, the intricacies of the transfer window. It's a very basic um, understanding or, or thought process from my point of view. Um, but I think it will happen more um, as the demand, particularly I think as you get a little bit older anyway, uh, I think that'll be the case. Like, okay, I've got a year to go. I'm going to see out this contract. I'm going to see what's floating around. So I might take me. A little bit sometimes I think what you see with some of the free agency stuff in the NBA, people are like, right, I'm, I'm going to opt out. Let's see, let's see what people are willing to, to pay for me. Can I get this or can I go somewhere and win championships if you've already made a poultice load of money then it becomes about the ring is it similar with um, some players I, clearly it's not I would thought with Messi who's obviously had a, a pretty good run in terms of winning stuff um, but yeah I think as a I think as a, a, a trend I think we will see it I think we'll see it Charlie Fourth question from Charlie. Like Kyron, he's gone deep. He's gone real deep here. Ash Dixon off overseas. Who around the country would you be looking at at the Highlanders coach to bring in a new rake alongside Coltman and maybe most probably Ricky Jackson? Greg Pleasant's tape? Or are there better options? I love GPT. Um, good man. Like the way he plays. Birthday same day as my dad. That's one of those... Yes, silly little facts that I remember. But yeah, born the same day, 12th of May. Same day as my dad. Are there better options? I think with Greg, it's an age thing. I think, though, he's a good guy to have in the squad. But I think 
this is where I think hooker would be one of the positions I think a few teams might have been looking at in terms of, right, well, who can we bring in? Are there young guys that have come through under-20s level, secondary school, uh, uh, coming out of secondary school through under-20s, now into MPC? I think that would have been a, a position where a few people would have been having a bit of a look and going, right, is there someone around? Is there someone that we can invest with? We know we've got Solidity and Liam. Ricky's been around and in the mix a little bit. So it comes down to, do you want a bit of veteran presence? If, if that's the case, then Greg's a great guy to go to, quality guy to go to. Then do you, or the other option is, okay, do we actually want to go with someone a little younger, maybe a bit of an investment? Can we maybe steal one from somewhere? Um, but again, having not seen uh, enough of... I mean, look, the, the obvious thing, whether you can do it or not, is try and make a deal with another one of... Particularly when you look at um, the Hurricanes and go, right, we want to... Do you want to give us a suffer more? Now, that's not going to happen. All Black coaches could step and say, hey, we want to make sure he gets plenty of starting time, if Dane's going to be sort of the go-to, that sort of a thing. Um... So from my point of view, um, I think they really needed to have a look. And I think there's a few positions, actually, that a few of the Super Rugby franchises were going to be having a look at. Hooker is a big one, though. I'm not sure our depth at Hooker is that good at the moment. Losing Ash Dixon, who I always thought would have been a great wee insurance policy, um, that's, that's quite significant, not only for the Highlanders, I think also for, for New Zealand rugby as well. Uh, Māori rugby, but but particularly New Zealand, because look, if you had a couple of injuries to your hookers, you're like, oh man, what are we going to do? Tell you what, we'll, we'll get Ash Dixon in there, experience. I still believe Ash would have stepped up to international level. I just think he's that type of a player. Um, but I th- I think there's a, a little bit of shallowness in terms of the drop-off between, I guess what you call your top five now, which would be uh, Taylor, Coles, Omua, Tokeao, and I'd I, Dixon in the in the mix there uh, as well. I think there's a there's a bit bit of a drop off underneath that particular group. Um, right, moving on. DG thoughts on the rugby championship being held in Queensland? Well, they can hold it. Um, I have to admit, I was surprised. I thought they would have tried to have gone for the big bucks up in Auckland. I'm oh, sorry, Auckland. <laughs> the the big bucks up in Europe, I should say. Um, but hey, look, if they can do it, they can do it safely. Um, by all means, yep, it is what it is. I know there's a few people going, oh, really? The the hundredth test between the All Blacks and South Africa is going to be played in Townsville? Yeah, well, look, you know, if the All Blacks had fronted up against England and won that game, we'd be talking about the 100th game being the Rugby World Cup final in Tokyo. Um, it is what it is. I would still rather see that game played in Auckland or Dunedin or um, Johannesburg, Ellis Park whatever it's called nowadays with regards to its sponsorship. That, that's where I would have rather seen it play. Uh, but look, these are organisations that need money, big time. All four of them. South Africa, Argentina, New Zealand and Australian rugby all need cash. So they need this to go ahead. So they're going to do what they can to make sure they honour that broadcasting agreement and keep those dollars rolling in. Simple as that. So thoughts on it being held there? Yeah, is what it is in terms of this world that we live in. I know that is what it is, is a very throwaway sort of a line, but but to me, I think, whilst I know it bugs some people, they're not being specific, I think it is specific, because you've just got to deal with this. I think it's a not the greatest, but it's not the worst either. At least they're going to be playing it. Would a bubble work for the MPC and Women's uh, Farah Palmer Cup under Level 2, just like what the NBA and NHL did, for example? Yeah, of course it would. Yeah, it, it would work where you do it, uh, would be the next question. Um, but yeah, bubble type scenario would work if you wanted to go to that expense, and it would be an expense. And that really sort of rolls on from the previous question, DG, where you talk about the rugby championship. They need that money to go through. Are they then going to transfer that money into putting bubbles to get the provincial competition up and going? Can't see it myself. Craig, man, this is, this is going for a bit. This is great. Uh, what is your favourite sporting venue to commentate from? And is there anywhere you haven't commentated from but would like to? I can answer that second question, no problems at all. I have yet to commentate at Cook's Gardens in Wanganui, and I would love to do that. Now, there is a a massive, massive hurdle 
that I would have to jump over in order to commentate there is I don't know if I could do rugby because Wanganui is my team. And I like, I like to think that I'm a very impartial commentator. If I commentated Wanganui, I just genuinely... And, and the, the thing is, is when I do commentate, and this grew over time with, with, with the All Blacks, when you first do it, there was that awe. Holy cow, I'm, I'm commentating the All Blacks. I, I still remember it. It was, my, it, was my, it was literally my birthday. 14th of June, 2008. Uh, New Zealand, England, Eden Park. Um, and I still remember, it's like, holy cow, I'm about to call the All Blacks game. I'm about to call the All Blacks, and the All Blacks are playing England. And I was like, at Eden Park, I'm like, man, it's just... And so you, you get, but I, I started as as you continue going, like, okay, right, you're not a fan, you're, here, you're doing a job, you're doing a job for the listeners, make make sure you get yourself together. Now, as it relates to commentating at uh, Cook's Gardens in Wanganui, I'd love to do track and field there, that would be amazing. Um, you know, my, my dad still tells me about the night he was there watching Peter Snell break the world record uh, for the mile. And then obviously a couple of days later he went down and, and broke the, the 800 metre record, a record which still stands today in New Zealand, by the way. Um, so yeah, I'd love to commentate at Cook's Guns on Wanganui. That would be incredibly cool. That that would be amazing, it'd be emotional, it'd, be, it'd just be everything to me. That'd be so cool. Favourite sporting venue to commentate from? Well, this is a beauty. I actually really enjoy Twickenham. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but just the passion. When they get pumping, that's 80 thou. That's 80 thou absolutely hissing. And I was there in 2012. I still to that day, that's still one of the most amazing atmospheres that I have ever been involved with. It was sensational. Millennium Stadium in Cardiff is superb, and I think I've said this before, Nisbo once challenged, when I was first there, first time going, he goes, have you ever been there before, son? I said, no. He said, I challenge you to try and get through their national anthem without shedding a tear. And I think I've, I've lost track of how many times I've been there and I'm over. <laughs> I think I'm about over nine, over ten. Uh, Nisbo was bang on. It, it's just amazing when they sing that national anthem. Just just stunning. So that would be up there. Um, where are I like I like Waikato Stadium. That that kind of feels like home now. Uh, where else? Where else do I like commentating? Wow, this is a great question. I'm trying to think. Oh, Suncorp. Suncorp's great. So Suncorp is ridiculously elevated. Okay, so literally when you where our radio commentary position is, which is about three levels above the TV, we're literally up. Like you look out, okay, and there is the frame top frame of Suncorp Stadium. That's how high you are. I think it's about level 7, level 8. Something insane. But it's cool because as you look down, you can see so much unfolding, which you sometimes don't see if you're at a slightly lower angle. So Suncorp would be another one which I would go, yep, that's that's the business. That, that was really, really cool. Um, trying to think. That's is it probably up there. Um, trying to think. Where else? Where else did I... Yeah, those are probably the ones. Twickers, Millennium, Waikato Stadium, Suncorp, they're all pretty cool. The the thing is, Craig, is that all the venues have their own little nuances and, and things that you like. Like, um, I was lucky enough to commentate at, at Soldier Field in Chicago, and so to, we, we walk in there and it's like, oh, it's just one of those, kind of like, it look, looks like a little mini garage door. And the guy comes and goes, oh, hang on, let me just get it. And literally, it's the old, it's the thing. It's like you're opening up the awning. Up it comes, and all of a sudden, it's like, ba-da. There's all these people like, hello, how are you? I'm like, okay, cool, that was sweet. And I was doing a commentary for one of the games with Bowden Barrett. So Bowden is literally commentating, and people are handing in stuff. And so Bowden's commentating with me, signing autographs and handing it as we're doing it. And eventually, I got to the point, I said, halftime, can we do it at halftime? And so, um, but he, he just... It's so cool, and being out there in the crowd, that will be that will be the other one I'll throw at you, Craig. Eden Park for the Rugby World Cup 2011, because we weren't in our traditional commentary position. So we were our commentary spot was down and right by the coach's box, like literally 
the All Black coach's box was over my left shoulder. And so there was myself, and I stood right to the edge because there was a walkway there, and I'm a, I like to stand. We had the press box was behind us, so by me standing, I was out of the way. We had Ant drawn beside me. He's a halfback, so they could look over his head anyway. Uh, then we had our technical guys, just kidding, Ant. Then we had our technical guys, and, and so we were all in position, that sort of thing. But I was sort of to the side, so I had room to move because I move around and what, doing what I'm now, waving my hands a fair bit. Um, that was the most amazing experience. That was being out there in the crowd for those games. Um, obviously, the World Cup final was a big one. You know, it <laughs> found it so funny, people walking up and, and shaking your hand, kind of like, oh, dude, I just stood there and watched it and called it. Um, but just some of those games, like Ireland beating Australia, sort of one of the best quotes ever. We got off air, we'd done, we'd done the broadcast, I got off air, phone rings, um, my boss saying, hey, look, can you get some Vox Pops, get us some Irish fans? So, okay, right, pull out the recorder. And this one guy, just the most brilliant quote of all time. He, he, was, he was in tears. He was so proud of his Irish team. And he, he said they, they were so, so committed. They put their they put their heads places you wouldn't put their put your hands. Although that's it summed it up beautifully, absolutely summed it up beautifully. So yeah, those those would be some of it. But but every venue's cool, man. I, I broadcast. I remember one of my first broadcasts was a, a broadcast was off the back of a Richard Weimer truck. It was a semi final of uh, the Brewery Shield here in Waikato Club Rugby. Hautapu beat no Marist beat Hautapu with a late drop goal. Uh, Derek Maisie, I think. I want to say Derek Maisie with the winner. Um, and that was cool. It just... All of it, mate. <laughs> Seriously, you could just... Put me put me on a... Put me on a flat... Flat piece of wood on top of a pole. As long as I've got a microphone and can broadcast, I'd, I'd be happy as a clam. Really would. Um, if, <laughs> I've got so many favourite venues because I just love commentating sport. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, from Geo, best sporting song. Oh, hello. This could be another poll. This could be another poll. Um, best sporting song. We are the champions. You'll never walk alone. Hurricane. Any others that come to mind? Well, I think you'll never walk alone is iconic. And I'm I'm don't support Liverpool. My sister does, but that's just. That's just right up there in terms of an anthem, I suppose, which is, I guess, what you're really looking at. See, because I class simply the best, because I just associate that straight away with the NRL and that amazing campaign with, with Tina. Um, and, and I think they brought it back and did it with Tina and Jimmy a few years later. Uh, so that's one for me. Best sporting song. Yeah, that's probably... You probably cover the good, good... I mean, the really good... I mean, You'll Never Walk Alone is just so iconic. Um, Hurricane's a good one. I guess that was more, that was. I don't know if you class it more as a a sport song. It was a song about a sports member. That was more sort of Dylan discussing sort of the social issues at the time. Um, if anyone's got a good sporting song though, feel free chuck it on in there. Chuck it on in there by all by all means. Righty ho. Um, Isaac, last one. Isaac, thank you, my man. Greatly appreciate it. Have just watched the New Zealand v USA wheelchair rugby. Man, that sport is brutal. <laughs> they don't call it murder ball for nothing, Isaac. That's for sure. Big hits, good skill. Thoughts on the sport? Chaos, madness, love it. Just, it's just outstanding. It is just, oh man, it's full on. Would I like to commentate it? Yes. Or as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, hell yeah, definitely. Give me some of that. Uh, maybe a Bledisloe uh, type series with Oz or something. Uh, what else are you looking forward to uh, at the Paris? Paracycling is always one that I really enjoy. Obviously got to commentate a little bit of that out at the uh, the Velodrome in Cambridge. So uh, keen to see uh, that. That's always, you know, incredibly impressive. Just the, the whole thing is super impressive. You know, you, you, we watch the Olympic Games like, wow. You, you watch the Paralympics. That's where your mind's really blowing. That's where you really start going, okay. I was lying in bed wondering whether I should go out for my lockdown walk, and then you watch what these people who have got, who have got, I would say, physical impediments, but they have absolutely no impediments whatsoever when it comes to their mindset and their desire to do whatever the heck they want to do. So 
just anything. I, I can't get enough of the Paralympics. It, it's great. And um, the opportunities to watch it, uh, whether I'll get it because I'm trying to be a teacher at home at the same time and do a couple of other things. Um, but yeah, trust me, if I get the opportunity, I'll, I'll be watching that stuff. Um, now, Isaac, thank you very much for your que- for, for the question. I want to throw this at you. You talk about Bledisloe Cup type series. This is something that I floated with a mate of mine once. We were over in Oz getting ready for a Bledisloe Cup test. And it and it, it, and it, it struck me as to, it, and this was when we were out at ANZ Stadium, okay, so this is where obviously they did Olympics and that sort of thing, so we're sitting there, and we're looking, so we've got this amazing stadium over there, we played netball, basketball, I went to a basketball test at one point, you got the hockey field, um, you had got, it wasn't too far away, what was the other venue that was around there, I'm trying to remember, there was one other venue, I can't remember what it was, but basically we had we so we had you had venue you could play football, league, rugby, um, basketball, netball, hockey, and we were just saying, man, why why isn't there like just like a a Trans Tasman Sporting Week, and we just use this particular facility? And it, you know, look, start off Sunday league test that gets us underway, double headers. Okay, double headers. Start with that on the Sunday. Then you're off. Monday night, let's, let's do, do nipple tests. Okay, double headers again. Men's women's. Basketball the next night, men's women's. Hockey the next night. Men's, actually, no. Wednesday was going to be football because you were going to use the stadium. That was going to be football. Double headers again. Thursday night, hockey. Friday night. What did I have Friday night? Can't remember what I had Friday night. But in the basketball, that might have been the basketball, and then Saturday night rugby to finish. Um, an entire week, but you could do so many other things as well. Might have been, uh, might have been, might have been an archery. I think there might have been an archery or something like that out there. But you do it for an entire week because the, the venue around ANZ Stadium is just outstanding. It's brilliant. Use it an entire week. We do the same thing up in Auckland if we wanted to a year later. You now we've got the venues up there. I'd love to see it. Just an entire sporting week, and you can just bring things in, and I'd love to see that. You could do, you could do some wheelchair rugby. You could do swim. It might have been swimming actually. Was there a swimming centre out there? Okay, you could do all of this. You could make it just one big, massive week. Aussie, New Zealand, any sport you want. I reckon that. I oh, just, I always thought that would be kind of cool, but that's just me. But yeah, normal story. Got to figure it out because of all the seasons and that sort of thing. Um, but thank you uh, to, better get everyone right, Brenton, uh, Brendan, David, Daniel, Zippy, Carlin, Kyron, Charlie, DG, Craig, Geo, and Isaac. Thank you so much for your questions. Really do appreciate it. Really do appreciate it a whole bucket load. So if you did have any other questions, I hope you have popped them into the uh, or comments or reactions to what we've said. I hope you have popped them into the comments because I'm now going to slide down and we're going to uh, have a look at this here. Let's have a look boom, 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 as we go through. Right. Um, from Adrena, thanks for broadcasting during lockdown. Not a problem at all. Pretty inspired by the paras so far. Loving the goodwill, the respect. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. It really, really is amazing. Um, and I just enjoy it so much. I enjoy it so much. Um, uh, Eselili. Lovely to have you on board. New Zealand Rugby dropped the ball by extending Fozzie's contract. This is going to be a Deans-Henry situation with Razor. I I don't think it will be. I think if New Zealand Rugby's smart, and it's got to be said that's a rather massive if at the moment, they will be say, they will have already said when Scott Robinson signed that new contract, it will actually say, Scott, you're going to be the All Blacks coach from 2024 onwards. That would be my thoughts. Uh, yeah, he does deserve a, a, a dig at the shot top spot. It's a lily. Um, and I look at some of the players, and he's had experience with those players. I think he coached a, a decent chunk of them with under-20s and various levels, and obviously with the Crusaders and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think Scott is going to get his time. Really do. Uh, from Geo, uh, halfbacks Sam Nock, Bryn Hall have had decent in, in super season. NPC, Bryn wouldn't be far off a call up. Look, we know he was involved in Japan uh, a few years back. 
uh, from Carlin, who asked the question earlier on. Carlin was about the uh, 12-team competition top eight making the playoffs. Valid point about the knockout stages. Prepares our players for the big three games at the World Cup. On the captaincy front, I'm definitely leaning towards Cody Taylor. He seems to be a calm head, and players will follow him. He's showing form. Have to agree with that, indeed. Um, Stephen Donald challenges me to a dance contest. For those who may not be familiar, I was doing a, I was lucky enough to do a commentary with Stephen Donald, which was absolutely hilarious because when he was playing for Waikato and the Chiefs, I'd said to him, I said, mate, you've got to do a commentary with me at some stage. Kahui had done one with me and gave him, but it gave Donald a bit of stick. Game over in Ireland. Stephen was on the reserves. Richard was doing commentary with me. Stephen Donald comes on and I'm doing my commentary. It was at Croke Park, actually, with the times that the All Blacks played at Croke Park. And Donald Donald comes on. And I'll open but change here for for the All Blacks. Stephen Donald coming on. We'll see where he slots in. Probably at first, maybe they'll do him at second. And then he stands out and he stands right out. I go, well, at the moment, Stephen Donald's lining up on the wing and Kahui, without missing a beat, just goes, oh my goodness, Terry Wright has made a return to international rugby. And Donald heard about it afterwards and him and Kahui obviously give each other a stick about it. But ever since that time, we've said, hey, dude, can't wait to commentate with you. Got the chance to do it for Waikato Wellington. I think it was Reuben Love was made a massive break down the right-hand side and he stopped and he just stopped, back, spun, did all this sort of stuff. I made a throwaway line about more moves than Stephen Donald on a dance floor on a Friday night, uh, which I got a little dig in the ribs for. Um, so that explains that comment from Johnny. Uh, Jason, the mighty Vodafone Warriors next year, mate. Kayla is back with Northern. SJ back for the Warriors to solidify our young spine. He'll bring experience and, most importantly, heart. Your thoughts? I've seen this movie before. Um, I think it's great if they've got Sean for a good price, uh, but I'm not sure with regards to solidifying. Um, He has amazing moments, Sean Johnson. Uh, I think he's a good human being. Um, But I genuinely... I'm not sure. I think we've seen this before. We've seen Sean Johnson and Chad Townsend. Um, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what the issue with um, Shannon Tavita Harris is. I mean, Jamie Wall, who's a a friend of mine and, and a published author, opinion writer. Jamie's got a, a book out at the moment about um, South Africa and New Zealand, which are uh, the Hundred Year War. I'd strongly suggest you go out and have a read of it if you're looking for something to read during uh, Level Four. Um, he, he talks about watching um, CHT at a um, CTH, I should say, at a game at one of the backfields. I think it might have been at North Harbour Stadium. It was a bog, and this guy just kicking six from six from out wide, just a phenomenal goal kicker. Now I don't know if he's injured or in any way, shape, or form, but I was sitting there watching. As much as I like Reese Walsh, I was wondering to myself, why isn't um, Tavita Harris kicking? Why isn't he kicking? Um, Sean, as I say, I think he's a good player. I don't think he's been anywhere near the levels that we have saw when he was really quite highly touted, won, I think, player of the year. Um, Kayla will be great for Northern, got to say that. Kayla Cullen will be great for, for Northern, but in terms of SJ, I think he's, he's good, he's reliable. Uh, well, I think he's good... And he will bring uh, some positivity there, but I'm just still not sold. I'm still not sold. Uh, from BC, Brendan, a great new spark of the rights to the Bangladesh series. A few late nights coming up, I bet. Uh, from Carlin, replying to one of Gio's comments, Bryn Hall has looked well suited to an international rugby, a lot of domestic experience, good game management, very good kicking game. Uh, let's see, Charlie, free transfer means you get a larger signing on fee. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, and they don't have to pay the old club. So, yeah, cool. I, I absolutely should. Absolutely, you, you will see that happen, I think. Um, Ash Dixon should be an all-black. Never going to happen, unfortunately, Jason, sadly. What a shame. Hasn't Riccatelli signed somewhere away from the Canes? Isn't he up to the Blues? Pretty sure he's off to the Blues. I go, can I go and do this and um, not sort of stuff anything up? Let's find out. Uh, Riggy Riccatelli. After the Blues, I think. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. Yep, Blues. 
So he's gone to the Blues. So, yeah, so that, I guess, means that there'd be no way whatsoever of dragging Asafa and Mura away. Um, ba -ba -ba. Where are we? Ba -ba -ba. There we go. You could call a game, BC, you could call a game between Wairarapa Bush and your boys, but in Masterton. That would be awesome. Wouldn't have a problem doing that. Again, just can't guarantee the objectivity there, BC. Okay, um, Park must be a fave. Well, I only actually got to, I only actually got to commentate up there. When did I get to do it? Oh, Provincial Barbarians versus British and Irish Lions, one of the great nights. That was outstanding. Found out later that Roger Randall, backline coach of the Barbars, wanted to pull a triple scissors in honour of the goings, and he never pulled the trigger. Come on, Rog. Um, that is a good one. The new venue up there is great. But again, when we were doing the lines, we were out. We were like literally just on the top of the stands, and it was just amazing. Such a great atmosphere, particularly considering that for the final 20 minutes of that particular game, the Provincial Barbarians were being uh, captained by a 36-year-old sheep shearer from Radahi. Boom. Wanganui represent. Uh, let's have a look here. Um, Geo, was that watch the replay? Someone's saying here they watched the replay of the '96 Bledisloe Cup. Was that Athletic Park? The 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 ultimate performance. Um, could be. Um, what would be your all-time sports entrance music like the Bulls during the Jordan era? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, someone asked me, who, who asked me that? Did I not put that down? I thought Charlie asked me that. Someone asked me about a um, a walkout, what my walkout would be. I think it might have been Charlie. If I was doing a boxing match um, or something like that, what would my walkout be? I think I haven't put it, I have not put it down. Haven't put it down on my list. My apologies to whoever that was. Right, oh golly gosh! Um, so my walkout, what would my walkout be? Um, my walkout would be probably faint by Lincoln Park. Yeah, probably something by Lincoln Park. Uh, one step closer, faint. Probably faint, I think, because it's got a real, it's got a real nice open to it. Um, yeah, probably something like that. Numb's my favourite of their songs all time. You probably go with faint, faint or one step, um, one step closer. Um, All-time sports entrance. Well, I mean, yep. The so um, Jordan era they came out to us. That was um, that was serious by Alan Parsons project, which is pretty cool. Uh, there are so many great entrance musics though. Um, Mariana Rivera coming out to Into the Sandman. Very very cool. Uh, what I mean. Boxers and wrestlers. Wrestlers have got the best, by far. Stone Cold. And it was funny because I put, put a post up about um, CM, Punk, uh, CM Punk coming back to AEW and the pop that he got in Chicago and he came out to uh, Cult of Personality, which is, one, which is just an absolute... I love that song. Love that song when he came out. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Um, but the wrestlers and boxers, I think, have really got that market cornered. Uh, still can't, I still think you go back and you watch. Late 80s. When Real American hit and Hulk Hogan was coming to the ring, that was awesome. Same with um, Ultimate Warrior, Hitman Heart, the glass break of Stone Cold Steve Austin is still the best. Um, so, yeah, bucket loads of those. Uh, Jason, Nigel, sounds like a mean idea, New Zealand v Australia. Mate, I reckon we could make it work. Absolutely would love to make that work. It would be cool. Love to see the NRL do a magic round here in New Zealand. I just want to see, and I think we discussed this maybe last week. Just have it, when they can do it. All the Warriors should not have to travel for a year. Okay, home games they should be played up in Auckland. Away games, those NRL teams can find venues in New Zealand as a way of saying thank you to the Warriors for what they have done for keeping their competition going. Check out Sunshine on Leith for a passionate song for the fans. The Proclaim, is that one? Nice. Uh, in 2017, the Heartland 15 should have played the British and Irish Lions. Craig? I remember asking that same question of then NZR um, boss Steve Chu. 
He's talking about they, they did a press release saying, oh, every every um, facet of New Zealand rugby was going to be represented when the Lions tour. And I said, well, where's the Heartland 15? And I think they named a couple of, you know, there were a couple of guys from the Heartland 15 in, the, in that Provincial Barbarians team. But I would have loved to have seen it. Look, yeah, would they have got pumped? Probably. Would it have been a great way to start? Yeah, I think I still think so. Take them out of Westport. British and Irish Lions playing the Heartland 15 in Westport. Have some of that. That would have rocked. That would have ruled. I would have loved to have seen that. Did put it. Sort of got um, side, squeezed to the side a little bit there. But I asked the question. Always ask the question. Jason, too much pressure on Walsh last week. No. No. No, you sign up to kick. You sign up to kick. It's nothing to do with pressure. You sign up to kick. Okay? So, was there too much pressure? Maybe he was one of four, one of five, missed a drop goal. We can talk about pressure and that sort of thing. One, amazing courage from the young kid to say, hey, I'm going to do it. But again, I, I go back and, and I know Jamie, if he's, he's watching or gets wind of this, will back me up. Shannon Tavita Harris can kick goals. He is an outstanding goal kicker. So unless he is injured in some shape or form, Okay, he should be kicking goals for that team because he is an outstanding goal kicker. Brilliant goal kicker. Um, but I, I don't think pressure... These, these 18, 19... They don't, they don't feel pressure. They are just on such a... The, Walsh just looks so born for this grade. So I, I don't... I, yes, there is pressure on, but I don't buy that there was too much pressure on. He would have wanted that. He, what, he Players like that, you can see it at the age of 19. He wants those situations. He wants to be in that situation. He stepped up. He was going for a two-point field goal. He wanted that. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Charlie, it was me. Might have missed it. Uh, what were your three highlights of my week? This is a great little thing. Okay, so the three highlights of my week. Tonight my wife made this amazing Asian dish, but she put like five or six chilies in it. We weren't sure how strong the chilies were. I can assure you they were very, very strong. So right now, I am breathing magnificently because my sinuses have just been blowing out. My lips have now stopped buzzing, which is kind of cool. That's highlight number one. Highlight number two was just walking into the lounge and just seeing my son just decide I'm just going to do some exercise. So he just jumped on a, a treadmill that my, my wife's hiring at the moment. And he's just cranking out bloody 30, 40 minutes, happy as a clam. That was kind of cool. Ah, oh, what's my other highlight from the week? What's my other highlight from the week? Oh, a little bit silly. I had a good day on the punt on Saturday with my little dollar each way bets. I had three winners and three placings out of eight bets. I was pretty chuffed. Made a couple of bucks. Then lost them all the next day, but that was pretty cool. That was very cool. So there you go, Charlie. That's my three highlights of the week. Um, in memoriam of Charlie, what's favourite Stones song or songs? Paint it black every single time. For me, that's an absolute cracker. Um, from Mark, have you had a chance to watch any Jets pre-season? Yeah, I've seen a little bit. Yeah, still not sold on the kid. Still not sold. Had a couple of injuries hit as well. That's not That's not going to be good, but anyway. Ah, oh dear. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm not expecting much of much of my Jets. Uh, from Jason, were a few proven kicking options. Hiku, uh, CHT. CHT's the one for me. Um, yeah, he would have wanted it, but is he ready for it? Look at the kid. They were going to put him into an origin. He's, he's ready for it, Jace. Like, that's what you just got to like about him. Even young Sam Walker. I think Walker was wrongly chastised for what he did. It was a bit different, but there was nothing wrong with what he did. And I know he got offside with Trent Robinson for the running the other way. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, but that's just me. Are you using the treadmill? No, um, but I am doing my exercise, Dion. Thank you for asking. Uh, Jason, I miss Radio Sport. Uh, look, I hope you're tuning into Sens. Um I haven't had a chance to listen too much to SENZ. 
um, this in the first morning because I was staying in Rotorua and they had a frequency there. They haven't got a frequency in Waikato yet. I, I very much listen a lot in the car. But I've been watching a lot of the stuff that they've been doing, picking up shows on a Saturday morning, um, just listening to a bit of the racing stuff. Mate, it's really good. They're good. Okay, get in there. I've already seen what I consider massive improvement in that breakfast show. That's going along really nicely. Always knew Smithy was going to be great. Always knew that staff was going to be great. Uh, I know Ricky Swinnell. I know Stephen Donald. I know Kirsty. Um, doesn't surprise me that show's going great. And Ricardo Ball, who I know a little bit, but not a whole lot, um, I know what a great operator he is. I also know quite a few of the producers they got involved. They got some great young people there. They got some young, fresh talent involved as well. Um, so yeah, give 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 radios if you love sport and you just want a station that's dedicated to sport. There's only one in New Zealand at the moment. And that's SCNZ. So giving you support, giving you patronage. That's the way to do it. Alrighty ho. Everyone happy? Any more questions? Flick them on through. I guess the next question is, do I need to find this poll? How do I find my poll results? I have to go down. Let's have a look. We've got a poll result. Right, here we go. Poll results. Jeez, a few of you got stuck in. Thank you for that. That's awesome. I'm gonna, I take it, you, you. I'll do this again next week as well. So if you have any questions that you think might make a good poll, throw it for you there. Obviously, it's got to be sort of limited with regards to options. Here's what we've got so far. So... In the absence of Sam Whitelock, who's your captain of the All Blacks in the opening game? Cody Taylor's got 65%. Dane Cole's 17 Adi Savia is 17 Nothing for Brad Weber. I thought I'd throw him in there. What I should have actually done, no offence, Brad, you know, you're my boy. Um, I should have actually gone co-captains as an option there, but that's okay. That's quite cool. All right. Well, that was awesome. That was good fun, people. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Um, had a bucket load of fun. Um... You must have uh, plenty of yarns from the commentary box over the years. What chance of a memoir or oh, yarns from the box? Jeez. Um, I don't know because someone joked about me. said, oh, if you write a book, what would you call it? And I'd probably call it the most boring man on tour. Um, <laughs> was, yeah, I've, I've got some yarns, but they're just yeah, not enough to sort of fill out a book. The odd one if I'm doing a... Uh, Maybe an after-dinner speech here or there, but yeah, look, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty boring. I was always like, I'm over there to do a job. I didn't get myself into too many, too many situations. Um, had a great trip back when we were in Argentina, though. Again, Jamie Wall, who I've mentioned before, give another flog. Go buy his book, Hundred Year War. Um, we got a lift back because the the turnaround in that Argentina game, 2019. So they moved the game forward so the All Blacks could actually travel back the night of the game. And we were obviously on that same flight as the All Blacks. And we were thinking, man, we've got to do post-match, we've got to get back, we've got to do this, all these sort of things. And um, Darren Chan, the All Blacks manager, said, just jump on our bus. And so we jumped on with the non, not the players, on the with the non-players and like uh, some of the board members who were over there and that sort of thing. So yeah, out of the stadium, boom, on the box, with the uh, on the bus, Lights the whole nine yards. It's just like, holy cow, what's going on here? Back to our respective hotels, get changed back. And then we were going with the advanced party. So we had a real short turnaround, got changed. But if you go with the advanced party, they're loading all the stuff. So if they didn't play, you're loading all the bags for everybody, all the kit, chili bins, whole nine yards. And so they'd said, look, you're coming on. Said, okay. Um, and we're sitting there, and we're just watching, and they start, I said, oh, they're loading up. I said to Jamie, I said, right, come on, let's go. He goes, hey, he said, come on, we we can't just, you know, they're giving us a lift, we've got to do our bit. So we got there, and we threw it on, and she was like, oh, okay, thanks, that's kind of cool. Got to the other end, and we had to unload the entire thing again, and it was just, just insane. Just the amount of organisation, just loading stuff up, people flying around, just extraordinary, just extraordinary. Um but very cool. Just, you know, just helping, earning your way, got to pay your way, got a free ride. No such thing as a free ride, got to help out. So, um, but yeah, I don't know, G. I don't know if I've got that many great yarns, but if any crop to mind and I'm doing one of these, I'll let you know about them. Um, I just always think, I just always think my, my, um, I just think my stories are boring, but that's just me.
<laughs> All right, folks. Um, look, this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for, for the uh, the questions that you've sent through. Thanks for all the comments that we've got down below. There's it just been very cool. Um, I know Adrina, uh, you made the comment about you know thanks for broadcasting during um, during during level four. Look, it's uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's really really um, um, it, it's really I suppose therapeutic in a way. Um, I get a lot out of this. I hope you get a lot out of it. I really do enjoy it. Uh, podcast version of this, I'll get that up ASAP, but look, thank you so much for your company, for your interactions, thanks for taking part in the poll, if you have any suggestions for a poll question, feel free to DM me, or even pop it on this broadcast in the comments, for maybe something next week, or oh, a weekly segment, yarns from the box, okay, Geo, we can look to do that mate, we can look to do that, that could be quite cool, that could be quite cool, thank you very much Jason. Really appreciate it. Really glad that you tuned in. Really glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for your comments as well, man. Really do appreciate it. Thank you to everybody. Have a uh, have a great uh, rest of your day. Have a great rest of the week. Um, look, look, just keep chins up. Can, look, just keep smiling through it. And as, as I say, just try and be as positive. Be there for those people that, that you're in your bubble with. Um, make sure you do get the time to, to try and get out. And if you do so, make sure you're doing the right things, all that, all that sort of stuff. Just make sure you do you do take care of you because it really is a time where, um, where we, we can, you know, sort of focus on trying to help each other. Just make sure you do have a little bit of time and make sure you're doing a few things that make you feel good because it's really, really important at the moment you do that. And if you do have any issues or any hassles or you start thinking, oh, man, I need to, as I said in the opening, go to some of those places look them up online, give someone a call. There's amazing support groups. If you're a work organisation and your work's not going at the moment, call your, call your bosses, look, do you have a support person or someone like that that we can talk to? Just make sure you do it, okay? You just take care of yourself. Be safe, be kind, and I look forward to your company again next Wednesday night for another edition of Wednesday Night with Nigel. Go well.